Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expansion Hi. Pack, our super secretive, undercover, members-only place. How did you for... get back here? Oh, wait, you're a patron. That's <laughs> a special place for anybody <laughs> who decided to throw us some some money for this show, and we greatly appreciate all of you. And this is our monthly episode where we talk about other things that isn't like the regular news feed or games that we're playing and all that stuff. This is evergreen stuff. Evergreen. Sometimes. Yes. The good stuff. Well, this yeah. is this is the positive side to our last episode where we there talked about some of the worst ep- worst movies that we'd seen, video game movies, and we're doing the other side where we talk about some of the best movies or our favorite movies. Yeah, we had to for, give you a sound to recover from that, so we hope you're feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that some, I mean, last one was kind of like, we didn't even like, we didn't even go positive at the end. It was just like, it's just like bad, bad, bad. And it's like, well, that's over. And it's like, oh, no, but maybe you were waiting for the good stuff and it didn't get there. And you just had we to We all end. went and curled up in little balls. Just had to end with sadness in that's the end. But yeah, it's, this is the better stuff. I mean, some of them I think are pretty good. They're uh, just our own personal top fives and stuff. And I guess we'll do we'll do it the same way we did before, where we do like five and five and five, right? Yes. And I have a feeling there's going to be overlaps in this as well, because there really aren't. There's not very many, right? Spoiler. <laughs> well, I was like, when I when we originally came up with the idea for this for this episode, I was like, I was about ready to say like, well, you know, it could be like have video games in it or something because you know there's such a small there's a there's such a small amount of movies that are actually good that are about video games but for me i felt like sometimes you might have to look at at like the japanese the anime stuff too which is most of the time much much better than any yeah, i think if you factor all that in the, the average is going up like we heard that the well it's not a movie but we just heard that the castlevania series is is really good um, so if you look at all the other stuff that's coming out, there's a Resident Evil movie coming out on Netflix soon. Or is that, I think that's a series too. I don't know. I, I, I think the batting average is going up as the years go by. Yeah, the, the, very there's, optimistic. There's like one good one every ten years. So the more years we put in there, there'll be another one. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I well, think the <laughs> fandom is increasing a lot. Yeah, it's to the point where like, the people in charge are getting to where that like video games are ingrained in their lives too. So yeah, right. I think well, and also the fact that uh, the Japanese movies are more accessible makes gives people more ability yep. to watch the actual good ones than than the stupid American ones. So there you go. So there's that. I mean, I don't really have like next to no interest in in any movie version of anything of any video game really because it's it really it really fails to capture the feeling of the game, especially since most games are long. They're like you know they're like ten twenty hours at least. And it's really hard for you to capture that feeling of this, of a game in like two hours. You know, it's just, right. it can't be done. I think you, you, you can say the same for comic book movies, like comic book series go on for decades. How do you compress all that into one two hour movie? I think the best ones are the ones like Joker, right? Mm-hmm. You take a little excerpt, a little piece of that whole story, mm-hmm. and put it in there. Yeah. Um, video game movies would be wise to do the same. Like we were saying with, that terrible Mortal Kombat movie, they should have just focused on Sub Zero mm-hmm. and um, done a Sub Zero movie first. But that would have been yeah, great. It, it was strategy. You should just, uh, yeah, like you were saying, like the idea of um, doing it like an Avengers movie where we do like every, it, you know, we'll do the characters separately. But you should just do just take the most po- most popular ones 
and just do that and see how that goes. And also, like I, I read, I read an article about this. I don't remember who wrote it, but it was just something I totally agree with. Is they need to fucking stop doing where it's like, oh, we'll do this in the next movie. People need to stop doing that. I'm really, I'm really tired of that. Where like nothing really happens in the first movie, and it's like, yeah. oh, when we get a sequel, then we'll make it good. It's like, yeah. Stop fucking doing that. Make a good movie the first time. Like it, right. it's so annoying when it's like, oh no, we'll get to that later. And there you want a Johnny Cage, so see you in movie two. Yeah, that's so fucking annoying. It's like, why don't you just make it good right off the bat? Like, why do we have to? Why do you? I guess it maybe that's also to the fault of all the Marvel movies and how they've kind of poisoned the the cinema world. Also, where it's like, oh, everything needs to be like a connected world, and we need to have like thirty movies. For everything to finally like make I sense. I blame the Hyrule Historia for that. <laughs> the Hyrule Historia, sure. I, I don't uh, think it's really affected the movie world that much, but <laughs> I think another thing to point out is that if you make a, you don't have to leave like these loose ends or you know whatever the like I don't know what do you call it the the teaser at the end for the potential sequel. Like you don't need that if you can round out the story because you have uh, these video games that you're looking at already have. A universe there's already multiple sequels so even if you do in the story with link saving zelda that's okay the next one doesn't have to be like you know filling in any loose ends there's just something else that happens in hyrule uh-huh. and you've got your universe already yeah i mean i don't mind i don't mind like i don't mind like after credits like uh you know this is a new thing type stuff but don't use it as a crutch for a terrible movie. But in the yeah. case of Mortal Kombat, like nothing happens in Mortal Kombat. Like yeah. I, I, I tweeted, there's, there's a, you know, you guys are all familiar with the Poochie episode of The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Where, right. where uh, you know, Homer comes and does the voice of Poochie, and they do this like incredibly awful episode. But like, there's this line in it where, you know, in the very beginning of it, they're driving to the fireworks factory, and they never get to the fireworks factory in the episode, and that reminded me a lot of this. It's like basically the joke for the for Mortal Kombat. Like eventually, you realize you're never going to get to the tournament. So why even mention it? It's like it's. I just thought of that part where Millhouse is yelling at the TV, and he's like, "When are they going to get to the fireworks factory?" And and, and they don't ever get to the fireworks factory. And this game never gets to the tournament, and never gets to the. It never gets to the story, and it's just like, whatever you know. So I think we should make this episode. Our fireworks factory. We're going to give yeah. you the goods this episode. The good stuff this is yeah. what you came for. I guess we kind of did that last episode too, where we talked about the fireworks factory, right. but we never got, <laughs> but we never got there. You know, it was the opposite of whatever you were saying, like Occam's gun or whatever the fuck it's called, where if you see something, it has to happen. You know, if you mention it, oh, it has to happen. Gun, yeah. yeah. So, but that was the other, it's like, why? Yeah. It's like, I, I realized like once I checked the time on the HBO one, I was like, I, you know, I don't think we're going to get, I don't think we're going to get to the tournament. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. It's like that moment in Beetlejuice where the dead football players are like, you know what, coach, coach, I don't think we survived the crash. It's like that same, it was like that same feeling there where they received, where they finally realized that they're dead after, after like hours of complaining. But okay, we'll start off with our, with our lists here. Number one or number, not number one, number five for me, of course. And this was, you know, this went along with what we were talking about before. On the other episode, but number five is the first Mortal Kombat movie, which I watched again, and it actually, it's probably not available on HBO Max anymore, but it was, they did finally put it on there, but I watched it, I think I watched it with with the commercials on like Peacock or something like that, but I still think that movie's pretty good. I mean, yeah, sure, there's cheesiness to it, and there's not the blood of the, of the games in there, 
but it was still much more accurate as far as the stories go. Like they manage, and they did like kind of what we were talking about earlier here. They take like just a few of the characters and they focus on them and they make those characters like they are in the game. You know, it's instead of trying to cover like all of the characters in Mortal Kombat, even though there's not that many, they're like, well, let's just cover, let's just cover like the good ones. Let's just do like Liu Kang and Sonya and, 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 and Johnny Cage. And that's, and that'll be like our main team there. And I felt, and aside from, you know, they did put like Scorpion and Sub-Zero to the side, but I didn't really hate it because they just kind of like, they're like, oh, well, they're under the control of Shang Tsung. Like he's mind controlling them right now. So we won't get into that story yet. And I was fine with that. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to see a second movie. Well, I mean, I was excited for the second movie in hopes that they would get into that. But we talked about the second movie last episode and how and how weird that one was. But I liked how they just kind of just made it made it just about them and about their stories. And I thought it worked really well as a movie for that. Which is funny because, you know, that was Paul W.S. Anderson who went on to do, you know, all these other countless greats like monster hunter and the Resident Evil movies and all that stuff. But I always go to bat for that first mortal Kombat movie because it was, I don't know. It was, it was really fun. Like I saw it in the theater and I thought it was great. And I, you know, I bought it on, I had VHS of it. I watched it a whole bunch of times and even watched it recently. And I still think it's fun, you know, and it's got that killer song, which they couldn't even get that into the new movie. I mean, they kind of do, but barely even, <laughs> you know, it's like at the end and they fucked it up too. It's like the, it's like the idea of it, I guess, or like the small. Yeah, whatever they did to that remix was awful. It just made it sound. Took the energy out of it. Yeah, yeah. They could have at least. They could have at least tried. Which is dumb because that kind of like that ha- that whatever you want to call that house, whatever type of house that was. I feel like that all's coming back in its style again. So they could have really went hard with it. Well, I think people would have. I think most people. Who like you know people who don't even play Mortal Kombat and remember that Mortal Kombat movie? They remember that song, so I would think that you would want to like steer right into the song because people know that. You know, it's like uh, it's it's just it just seems like a complete missed opportunity. Like, why would you not? Like, why would you try to do something else? Like, just fucking totally good. Totally would have been good montage music. Yeah, just just fucking put it in there. Like, that's what people want. I mean, that seemed to be like what people do most of the time anyway they disregard any sort of uh storytelling tactics and just just go towards a fan fan service you know i don't know and most of the time it doesn't work that doesn't work that well but in this in this instance i think just having the fucking mortal Kombat song in there would be great just don't mess with it just put it in there but yeah the mo- i mean the movie it has you know it has a point it has a you know the characters actually have motivations like uh Liu Kang's, Liu Kang's brother's killed by Shang Tsung, and he tries to avenge him and all that stuff. And Shang Tsung actually does Shang Tsung things. He changes into people, which doesn't happen in the new movie either, of course. But I felt like everything that, you know, everything he does makes sense, and, like, the reasons for them being there is, like, it makes sense, you know. And I felt like they were they were the characters that I thought they were at the time. Even the weird, like, uh, I think even the weird, weird, weird uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, puppet Goro suit, I think, still like, looks okay. I mean, because it's practical and it's less CGI, you know, and the CGI stuff that's in there doesn't look great. But I think most people who remember the CGI effects as being bad are remembering the second one and not the first one. Because there's barely, there's hardly any, I mean, there's the reptile guy and that's about it as far as CGI. Everything else looks is pretty practical and they have this, they have this whole huge set for the Outworld and all that, which looks really, really cool. So you could tell they put, they put a lot of money into it, you know, so. And uh, it's it, it's and I think I mentioned this in the other one, but 
when uh, Shao Khan shows up at the end of the movie, he actually looks really fucking cool. But then when you see him in the second one, he looks like night and day difference from the one that you saw at the end of the first movie. Like he does not look like that at all. Like the one has like has like latex makeup under his mask. You can see that that they put a lot of time into it. And then when you actually see the character in the second one, it's like this doesn't look like the guy that we saw in the first movie. Who is this guy? So they really stepped away from it, unfortunately. But I think that first one is still pretty good. And like I said, you could probably find it streaming somewhere. Uh, you know, check it out if you wanna. Just remember, remember that one time. This was, I remember this was always an arguing point for a lot of people or a lot of people that I knew, especially when we were at at Columbia, whenever anybody would ever talk about video game movies, like this would be the one that you would say was good, was the Mortal Kombat movie, (laughs) was the one that I always heard people bring up, was the first Mortal Kombat movie, was the one that was like, well, you know, that one was all right. It was the one that was actually kind of to the point. And I didn't, it, and I didn't really mind that they weren't like bloody, you know, super bloody fatalities in there. But they were, they were fatalities. They were still killing people, you know. Uh, Scorpion still took his head off and shot fire at Johnny Cage and all that stuff. And Johnny Cage still like cut him apart, and and there was blood there. And you know, they they did they did what they could at the time. I felt and I felt like it was worked for me. Worked for me when I was in an uh, environment 15. where every video game movie was supposed to be a kids movie. They made one that had enough of an adult edge to it. Yeah, I felt like it was. Uh, Try actually trying to treat the source material better, you know, actually try to like make it the way as, as like, you know, as ridiculous as the stories are in the game, they tried to actually kind of make them fit. And, and I like that they only just like, let's just focus on a few characters so we can actually do them right. Instead of try to include like a bunch and not, and you have ones that are barely even mentioned, you know? So, but, uh, the second one, number four, this one's, a, this one's a really good one. I think, uh, I think I think I put it so low on the list just because it's a newer one that I've seen and I doesn't have and I don't have as much like history with it I guess but it's still I think these final four here are all like really great movies in themselves and it's basically goes against like what we you know what we could say was bad about the other stuff that we talked about but number four is a Dragon Quest Your movie which is the which is the Japanese uh, it's a CGI anime on uh, on Netflix Your story Your story yeah is that what I said. You said your movie. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. It's my movie. No, uh, yeah. Dragon Quest Your Story, which was, uh, yeah, w- which was released on Netflix. And I actually had heard about this for a while. I had heard talk of it on another on other podcasts, and uh, and I'd been really looking forward to it. And it's, you know, I'm a huge Dragon Quest fan, and it was really cool that they, this, this was like a Japanese movie, and Dragon Quest is much more a, uh, uh, you know, it's much more popular in Japan than it is here, even though I think Eleven brought more people on board for it. But but it was cool to see, like, their side. Like, they basically take the story of Dragon Quest V and just go with that one. And that's not even, like, the most popular one, but it's just interesting to... It just has so many cool stuff in there because it's kind of like... It's made for the people who grew up playing those games. And there's even, like... It even shows, like, the cartridge of the game in the, you know, like the super fam- Famicom cartridge of Dragon Quest five in there mm-hmm. at one point, it's definitely catered, catered to certain, certain people, but it doesn't, they don't change anything. And it, and it was one of my favorite things from it was just, was just hearing them shout out the names of the spells as they cast the spells. I thought that was so good. Like, it's, and, you know, instead of like, instead of trying to make it into something else or like not including any of it because of whatever stupid reason, 
they they're like we're gonna put the fucking you know the 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 spells that are in the game we're gonna we're gonna put them right here and and they're gonna say them as they happen and I was like that's great and and all the monsters look like the monsters should look you know they look like they look in the game you get all the moments of the game there there's there's even like the choices you know between Bianca and and the and the other ones and they incorporated that into the story and they make it so much like a like a love story at the same time and I thought that was really really cool. Like I, I watched it, uh, Jess. I watched it once by myself, and then I watched it again with Jess, and she was like, "Oh, she said, does the game like get this like d- this deep on like uh, love and relationships and all that?" And I'm like, "Oh, maybe not as deep, but they do have you do get the choice between like in the original one, you get the choice between two people to get married to, so that there is like a story altering decisions in there." And most people, they would say that Bianca is, ca- is canon, like that's your friend that you grow up with. You actually, she's in your party, like earlier in the game and all that stuff and she I think she's the one that you're supposed to choose but I actually went for the new for the one that was added in the in the DS version because she's like super snarky and funny and she probably has the best line so I so I went, so I went for her I would went, went for the so funny one three three choices in the DS version yeah in the DS one they added a okay. third person that, that you could choose but this but this actually changes the whole game like you end up spoilers somewhat but you end up you end up like getting married to this person you end up having kids, and your kids end up becoming parts part of the party, and the kids actually end up saving you in the game because five just had just did all this really cool stuff, and it's all in the movie, and it's yeah, and 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 all of this changes depending on who you pick, and they and they get into that even where they're like, oh well, I can't believe I picked Bianca again, I guess because everybody would always would always do that, but I thought it was just it just did so well to honor the source material and to still make a great movie out of it at the same time. And I love the, uh, you know, the game is designed by Akira Toriyama, who did who did uh, Dragon Ball. You know, it's considered, like, one of the best, like, artists out there. And they really captured, like, the, the monsters' designs are always, like, a huge positive thing of the Dragon Quest games that I love so much is how good the monsters look. And they just really made them look like they're supposed to look. And it was just super enjoyable from beginning to finish and and you could even watch it if you don't even know anything about dragon quest i think like like just hadn't played five but i was like let's just watch the movie because i don't know when you'll get to five you know if you do play it so check it out and she liked it as well from from you know just playing 11 she's she still liked that one but i highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't seen it and especially if you're a dragon quest fan like how why have you not watched it if you not watched it by now that's your you need to go do that so my number three and this is the this is the original one. None of that remake crap. The uh, <laughs> my number three is the first Pokemon movie, which will always I don't know what they call it now. I think they call it the first movie. But when I saw it when it came out, it was called Mewtwo Strikes Back, and I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. in 1999 when I was at Lincoln Christian College. Still, well, yeah. So I we, I went I went to that fucking theater, and I even took Lee when I was dating her to it. So we went to that. That's po- a really good movie. We I went. To, that movie. We went to that Pokemon movie, and yeah, we watched it. On I, the I, copy. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Like it has, uh, it's got emotion in there. It's got like this huge epic battle. It's got like a whole bunch of Pokemon in it. It has this really fucking weird ass short movie at the beginning, like Poke- like Pikachu's Vacation or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. where there's like no dialogue in it and it's just Pokemon like saying their Pokemon stuff. And it's like really trippy and seems like drug induced and there's some really strange like transitions and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's just being weird and being and being Pokemon. And it was I thought it was great. Like it really it really blew me away. I actually watched it not that long ago. 
It was it was a few years ago, but I watched it. I actually watched it with Jess on YouTube because they had the whole movie on YouTube, the the animated one. And I watched all of it, like just just I was just gonna be like, oh, how let's see how the how the um, transfer is or if it looks any good on YouTube. And I ended up just watching the whole thing because I still think it's pretty interesting. But yeah, and you get and it's super. It gets super philosophical and all that with the uh, you know Mewtwo being like created as this like weapon by humans and. You know, he goes through like all of these like different thoughts about what his purpose in life is, and is, and you know, and trying to discover discover their self and all that stuff. And they get they go really deep with it for a cartoon. Like I was kind of like, oh wow, okay, we're <laughs> there's we we got some really uh, adult themes in here, some very very like mature ideas that kids might not understand. But Mewtwo is definitely, you know, he's not like being stupid about stuff. He's actually getting getting into some real deep thoughts on things and. I watched the review of it on. Uh, sometimes I go back and watch the old Cisco and Ebert episodes on old movies. I think that's kind of fun to do. Of the animated yeah, Pokemon, they they talked yes, about the Pokemon movie. They did. Oh my god, they did. I, I'm, I'm afraid yeah. to hear what they say. Yeah, so Cisco wasn't on that episode, but Ebert was, and they had they had a guest reviewer. The guest reviewer gave it a thumbs up. Ebert, Ebert did not like the movie. Yeah, I mean they've had a. I mean they, she, they, the, the guest reviewer said pretty much what you were kind of saying that they started to get into some deeper themes and it wasn't just necessarily a kid's movie so she agreed with you yeah well i mean they've was it was i don't know if it was ebert or siskel who like had the famous line that like video games could never never be art and all that and they've always kind of like had a hatred towards video games so i mean that that was ebert and actually in his later years he ended up sort of going back on that statement yeah i hope so because was it was ebert the one that got cancer yeah Siskel was the one who died of cancer, and Ebert. Uh, uh, maybe he got no, cancer e- too. Ebert but he was... had, yeah, Ebert had like a jaw cancer. Yeah, one right. of them. One of them had like had all that like. Yeah, yeah facial deformity after that. If yeah. you remember, Trey, we took a picture at the. Oh, the, the, the thumbs up champagne. champagne. Yeah, right. Is he from there? Is he I from? Think so and he and then yeah, he had a festival here every year. Yeah, the... actually, I met him one time when I worked at a movie theater. He came, and we were instructed to. This is a way you know side story, but. Uh, we were instructed that if he came up to the counter for a drink or a snack, whatever, we just give him whatever he wanted. And so he came up <laughs> to me. Don't charge that man. <laughs> give him whatever. Don't charge that man. Yeah. Make sure he removes the, reviews the movie in the theater nicely and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, so I, he came up to me and he said, I'll, I'll have a coffee, please. And I got him his coffee and handed it to him. And he went to give me some money. And I said, oh, it's no charge. He, he kind of insisted. And I said, no, it's, it, it's okay. It's on the house. And he ended up giving me a tip for a dollar. He said, "Put that in your tip jar." So I thought that was nice of him that he gave me some money. <laughs> he just gave you a dollar after he got. I mean, I gave you it. Did he buy a lot of food? Like, was it? Were you? No, he just got a coffee. Like, oh, okay. Was just it? Was it? Coffee. Was it at the Burnham? No, it was at the Landmark Theater. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I forgot you worked at Landmark too. I was like, that'd be hilarious if you went to the Burnham. This like super <laughs> awful, shitty, theater. shitty like mafia run uh-huh. whatever theater downtown. Yeah. He takes the uh, you know. The the, the, the the music reviewing approach where you have to like listen to your song in the shittiest possible car with the worst <laughs> speakers. He goes to the shittiest theaters to see the movies to see if they're any good. Yeah. Or they just had like dirt on him and he had to like he had to as a favor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they were like, still you could see like visible sweat on his forehead the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I saw some stuff there that I still liked, even though it was a shitty theater. Whatever. I thought that was a cool theater. I went there a few times. Yeah, we saw episode two there. I saw it twice yeah. even. I like that movie. So whatever. Didn't Vincent Gallo give him cancer for for knocking Brown Bunny or one of his movies? <laughs> I think that was the that was the whole like legend was that uh 
Yeah, no, it was. It, it was brown. It was Brown Bunny. That the movie with the blowjob with uh with Vince yeah. Gallo, where he like Siskel and Ebert like, or Ebert like gave it and said he it tore was, it apart. Tore it apart. And Vincent Gallo says, "I hope you get cancer." And then he got cancer like the next week. Like he got diagnosed with it like right after that. Ouch. And then he took back his review later when he watched a re-edited version of it and said and it was inc- said it was wonderful. Never did anything else that mattered. Yeah, and then he kind of dropped off the face of the earth after that, but. But yeah, it's, I remember that being a thing where I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, he was basically, he should at least feel bad about that, but I feel. I yeah, that's why you don't say things like that. I heard he's kind of shitty, but anyway, but I still love Buffalo 66. I still think that movie's incredible, so. I do too. That's why you should just be like, all right, well, at least I have that other good movie. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Brown Bunny was okay. I watched it. I remember Jeremy told me to watch it with the subtitles on because the audio was recorded so badly and. I did, and it was important because there's the lines that are important to the story that you probably would have never heard if you didn't watch it with subtitles on. So, yeah, whatever. it was okay. I did. I really don't get why <laughs> he just wanted it to be controversial. So, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I thought it had a purpose in the movie at the time, but I, I haven't watched it. But I haven't watched it in 20 years, and I don't know if I necessarily want to watch it again. But. I thought it was fine for, for the for the time, you know. But yeah, Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back. It was just it, it gave you <laughs> from blowjobs to Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I think all our pa- all our patrons are adults. It's not like we have a uh-huh. I mean, we we have an explicit rating on on our on our podcast. I'm sure people are ready for that. Is the Brown Bunny a Pokemon? 